Hi, I'm Rebecca here to welcome you to more Cosmic Crit. We are playing Attack of the Swarm and we're deep into Fate of the Fifth, the first book of the Adventure Path, which also just so happens to have been written by our GM, Patrick. This is the last week of our March Fan Challenge. We're asking you to fill out a bracket to predict what you think the Cosmic Crit crew chose for our favorite playable races in Starfinder. It takes just a couple of minutes to enter using challenge.com, and whoever's bracket most closely matches ours will win a gift card to the Cosmic Crit store or to paizo.com. Check out cosmiccrit.com for more details about the challenge. Also be sure to check out the Cosmic Crit Twitch stream this coming Thursday evening, March 26th, 2020, as Tyler and Drew play Final Fantasy VII, the original. This is Tyler's first time ever playing this game, and it's one of Drew's all-time favorites. So whether you've already played it or just want to see what all the fuss is about, it ought to be a fun time watching the two of them experience it together. And if you're finding yourself stuck at home and missing your regular in-real-life gaming sessions, come check out the Cosmic Crittermander Discord. We have Starfinder and Pathfinder games happening all the time, and it's a great place to find a group for voice to talk over Discord and Roll20, or even play-by-post on Discord. Even if you don't need a Starfinder gaming group, it's a great Discord server for chatting with other Crittermanders and cast members, and holding on to a little bit of that sanity. That's it for announcements. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 127, Hylax Headroom. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. Strap on your pokeballs and equip your pee-pee up. It's time to diglet into another episode of Cosmic Critamon. I am your GM, your gym master, a.k.a. Pokemon Patrick here, egging you on before diving us into a one-on-one battle royale. Joining me in cantoing up in this week's episode are my five friends and your elite five trainers on their way to Victory Road. To my right, she's a flying type, so look out bug swarm monsters everywhere. It's Rebecca rolling with Zinnia. It's good to be here. Across from her, this steel type isn't ready for a ground assault, but he is ready to show off his technical moves. It's Drew delivering Echo 7. Mountain Eel. Oh boy, that's a callback. Uh, to my right, if you go walking in the tall grass, you might just see this bug jump out at you. It's Tyler dredging up Navasho. <laughs> hey, Tyler. Hi, Patrick. Across from him, he used his swarm psychic blast and... It's not very effective. It's Jabert playing as Triss. Whenever you talk about bugs, I'm pretty sure you're talking about me, but you're always talking about Tyler. <laughs> you're a bug too. And across the digital table, this Oddish is ready to evolve. He's got a leaf stone in his pocket and a blaster with your name on it. Why, it's Miles mixing up with Sprouts. Good evening. Oh, hey, folks. We're back for another week here. Speaking we of terrifying sure Pokemon, Gloom is awful. Mm, gloom. Is even scarier. Hey, folks, we're back for another week, and uh, I know we're a little helter-skelter these days. Uh, a lot of different stories going on here on the, the podcast. Uh, a lot of disconnected Jack Kerouac on the road type stories as you guys journey north. I was just wondering how you're enjoying this part, of the AP, compared to the first part, which was basically just a war story, and you guys getting uh, your behinds handed to you uh, a couple times. I'm a little less stressed. It's kind of mm-hmm. nice. Have a little bit 
I don't know. It, it, it's less stressful. <laughs> less you got to, constant you got to, fear. You got to sleep last week, so your character's yeah, got nice. to, to rest, or we're going to do that this week. Uh, I think I scrolled through Discord today, and I saw a comment about the bridge encounter, because we were talking about it in our in our Discord. <laughs> and Patrick said, uh, I'm just going to do that to Tyler every time, because he's funnier when he's frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah no I, I wrote that note down i was like oh yeah thank you guys yeah. um, i'm really enjoying kind of these side war stories uh mm-hmm. that we were doing you know from the prison and uh lynn mari and the the people who are broke down like I'm, I'm enjoying like all these things that are happening kind of on the precipice of our action like kind of uh toning like the the pace down and and seeing how this affects everything around us and I, I like yeah we're it's fun not going on a death march but it's also really interesting to kind of see what the ramifications of this swarm invasion really are for the people of this world yeah yeah no you um the the first part you're kind of out there on your own but now you're getting to to see a lot of evacuees and a lot of other folks out there on the, the northern interregion highway um well let, let's not dally too much before getting back into the action uh i want to once again have the capability of taking drew out of the combat completely in this week's game uh <laughs> but before i do that before we get back into it uh express marlow has got to tell us uh, what happened last time on cosmic crit another day another side story in this prompt of adventure we found ourselves in spotted a commotion in this little ag court called in mari echo seven is from these parts and wanted to take a closer look we turned our attention to a dame flanked by two rough and tumblers. Rita Cooper's his name, and she's supposed to be leading this outfit. But it looks like all she's leading is her people to revolt. These folks wanted to get out and down to Rio's for the evacuation, but she wasn't having it. Claimed a private ship was coming and locked up all the gas. But something about what she was saying rustled my pedals the wrong way. We tried to sweet-talk her guards, but came up dry, until our Trixie Strixie stretched her legs and took a look around. No guards at the back, just the locked door that Echo 7 got through just fine. I guess the war going on, they forgot how to scrub their systems. We left the big bug outside in case anyone caught wind and tried to make trouble. We found our way right into a sticky situation. Cooper's been gooped, and the little ooze is cruising for a new ride. Unfortunately, the ride he occupied was mine. It grabbed onto Echo 7 and took the wheel. Tin Can started taking shots before we knew what hit us. Xenia's quick wit figured out this thing's name, but not its number. So that meant trying to take down our friend and partner. Drive my roots just thinking about it. But I knew he'd do the same for me. We put the screws to him, and the ooze decided to make it for greener pastures. We put it down as it tried to pull a fast one on Trest. Turns out this thing was just trying to put one over on the folks down Lynn Mari. He's using Cooper to do it. Wanted to bring the swarm down on us. Well, we put a stop to that. And all we got in return, good night's sleep. All you got in return. That's like the best reward some of you guys have gotten in a while, I imagine. Uh, yeah, and when we last left off last week, you were indeed uh, planning to stay behind as the caravan of Lynn Marians, uh, folks from the sleep agrarian town here in the, the Sator region, were getting ready to head off towards the evacuation zone in Rio City. And you guys have healed up um, between episodes we did some some rolling but before the caravan leaves i want to give you all the chance if you wanted to send some of your hitchhikers uh back to rio city with them if you want uh that's a raz jungat and or a suthreth cesaro uh i vote i vote Susreth or whatever his name is he's yeah. kind of crazy Suth a little bonkers go, but raz is dead 
Wait, remind me who those two people are. One is Shrek and one's a prisoner. (laughs) Well, Suthrath is a Lashuntin SDF soldier who was having psychic uh, problems, and his uh, the second battalion unit that you guys are searching for left him behind because he was you know a, a liability he was like mm-hmm. shooting at things that weren't there um if, if you do want to send him back long he's completely fine either way um he yeah. doesn't want to be a hindrance to you guys at all and and we'll say as much and um as like he's packing up to to head on one of the civilian transports you know he asks you you know to to let him know either way what what happened to his squad mates you know what their fate was um yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get his digits. Raz starts walking off with him, and you can like pull him back if you want. That's just <laughs> yeah. A, a, I mean, a I, big I, a big purple like chitinous claw grabs <laughs> grabs sort of like I think not, friend. We have some more errands to run with you. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Go with Dim. Stay with you. It's all the same. I'm probably dead either way. Believe it or yeah, not, I, you're safer with us than with them. <laughs> I don't believe that. Yeah, I, I feel like the uh, uh, if we let Raz go, fine. Like, I mean, I mean, like we'll deal with him once everyone's off the planet. Uh, that's sort of my perspective on it. But if if people feel differently, we can drag this NPC right along with I, us. I yeah. still Tyler I, is nodding at me vigorously. I still so. just think Tyler's is keeping around because he secretly wants to play as Raz Jungat. Oh, I was about to say, Jabert, I'm 100% keeping him around because I'm going to die, and I need someone to play. All right, I'll be wielding that baton. All right, Raz, you stay in the back, and we'll keep you around just in case our best friend dies. Xenia shows you a chart that she has drawn up of our chances with Susrath and our chances with Raz. Much better with Raz. We're going to keep him around. He can take like two hits before... He goes down. That's too. He's got a wet. That's another weapon to take something down. So I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. every little bit helps. So with I'm so glad that, that one of us can do some math. Great job, Zidia. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so yeah, as you guys watch this large convoy of vehicles roll out of Linmari, uh, Rita Cooper driving a a family and her personal corporate car. Uh, she blows the the vehicle's horn as they all roll out of town. <laughs> I was going to ask if it yeah. sounds like Highway to the Danger Zone. <laughs> I, I don't know what uh, horns sound like in this universe, but I got to imagine it's it's somewhat European, just like, eh, eh. oh, <laughs> fun. But as as they leave, you know, when, when the their, the sound of this convoy is in the distance, you are left in a, a ghostly quiet town, just the wind whipping down from the mountains, uh, you know, to the north over the, the snow-swept plains here. Um there's there's not another sound for miles in any directions. Of course, uh, except for the silence that is broken by Raz Jungat burping and saying, uh, "Well, I'm hungry. I'm, I'm gonna go rustle up some grub. Anyone else want a like a, a soy burger or something?" So you guys can eat and, and rest up here. Uh, and if you lock the buildings up, you feel pretty secure. I mean, Dad, you you would hear if something was trying to like attack the building and get get inside at the very least so the the rest of the day is up to you you guys can set your wounds those that uh still have have taken some damage um maybe find some beanbag like sacks of flour for beds and uh and go to sleep um it's been a non-stop morning i mean you guys have only been on the road for like four hours or so 
but I mean, talk about fight after fight. You've been in it uh, on this journey, and I imagine it's taken a, a toll on some of you. Does anyone feel like their character is like a okay? Like, does anyone not take any damage? This uh, Zenny, Zenny is at max. Uh, Sprouts is fine. Uh, like max RP too. Uh, no, I was down by one RP. Okay, so um, some of you may be a little a little more messed up than yeah, than Masho others. Has- Zero resolve and has hit point damage. <clears throat> yeah, Echo Seven had three hit points after that uh, fight last week. Oh yeah, I forgot we just beat the snot out of you. <laughs> yeah. I, I can try yeah. to bandage you up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that you you have time for that now. Not all of this time. If you are resting, you know, sleeping. Uh, not all of it has to be asleep. Um, you guys find an employee's lounge here in in the building, and there's you know TV and vid games and like. Uh, um, a tabletop kind of like foosball style game called Roller Slam. Um, so you, you can kind of pick pick how you would like to relax and, and recuperate. Some of this is mental, you know. You know, I, I imagine some of RP is being able to deal with what you have seen so far as soldiers um, and let kind of roll off your back. Um, so yeah, you guys all relax as, as day turns to night. Now um, we're going from about midday to to later on that evening. Um, and I think everyone is back up to full. Is that correct? Full HP, SP, RP? Uh, I'm not at full HP, but I'm close, so I didn't want to waste a serum. Can I attempt to heal deadly wounds on him? I mean, I'm three HP down. I'm, I don't know the, if we want to waste that opportunity. Well, I'm not likely to make the DC anyway, but... Um, have you already rolled that form? Did we roll that last week? Because it is, I think, a twenty-four hours. Oh, uh, we rolled a couple. Well, you know what? We rolled a couple of things last week before before hitting the hay. We did that off air. Uh, but sure. uh, <laughs> I mean, if uh, you want to so- try, could this be something that we decided to do before we went to sleep? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure we did that before like, yeah. after we like logged off last time. Um, yeah, I know. I know. We, Tress we, did, we, but I don't know. We if, we, uh, uh, we we attempted all of our all of our healing things. Yeah, uh, off air. I think we we did roll some healing serums as well. Is is that correct? Yes. yes. Sounds right. I'm seeing. I don't see any medicine rolls, so I don't think I, I mean, we don't have to. Uh, I don't see them either. So if you didn't do them at any other point during the day, that should be fine. I think we've just used perhaps magic spells and potions, lotions. Um, okay. Go go ahead. Give it a give it a try. Okay, this is for Echo. Oh, natural Goodness. 20 on that. Oh, what a way I to actually start this succeeded. <laughs> um, yeah. What is wasted it? a 20, but you know. Uh, it's uh, a, excuse me. Excuse it's a 25, <laughs> so you, you did need to roll pretty high. Uh, so so that does get you, um, I think, is it just level back? Yeah, I think it's her level, right? Or her ranks in medicine? I'm not sure. Well, uh, either way, it's, I think it's only uh, a couple. Um, Probably two. Because I think you have to beat it by five to get the wisdom back as well. Uh, anyway, um, so you're, you're mainly this, back. Call this two. Yeah. Sweet. And, and before we we um, roll out from Linmari, I did want to touch base because some of you got pretty messed up and have had some stuff on your minds, including Drew Echo 7 was completely taken over last week. Um, nearly killed some of your friends and were killed by some of your squad mates. Um, uh, this is probably the first time in a while that Echo 7 has indeed had had uh, people to rely on and vice versa. Um, how is Echo 7 taking all this in as, you know, you can purge the last of the, the slime's goop from your your system, maybe bang out a, a dent in your chassis made from Devasho's shield? 
Well, it's it's tough because ultimately Echo 7 is not that different from a, a, a mimic slime. He he is a bunch of goop in a in a chassis that is moving stuff around and he feels a little extra bothered by by what happened that something could get into his systems and take it over while he is basically just in there not able to do anything and it really it, it bothers him on a certain level that it was that easy for it to take control of his systems and take control of his of, of his chassis and start attacking his friends and he understands on some level that his friends had to attack him because he's dangerous and a threat and he's lucky that they didn't kill him <laughs> but he's also happy that they came to his rescue and helped get him healed up and helped get him uh, get him back up in fighting shape but it's it's still a, a situation where that shouldn't have been as easy uh, uh, for, the, for that slime he, sh- he should have been able to do something else mm-hmm. um speaking of it not being easy maybe attacking your friends uh, Sprouts has had a lot on his mind the last few hours. I think we um, retconned some of your roles last week, Miles, as being obviously distracted by your quest to find your uh, partner, Briar. Um, <laughs> but you couldn't, uh, you could barely aim um, and and fight to, to save Echo 7. Uh, do you think part of that was Sprouts indeed not wanting to... to um, bring a weapon against one of your your new partners um absolutely i mean not the dice rolls like you've heard uh, before i mean sprouts takes partnership very seriously and even though like he could see the situation he knew what needed to be done it still didn't sit right with him you know and I think on top of, you know, he's already he's already got one missing partner and he's kind of bonded a little bit with with Echo 7. You know, it it does it does have him uh, out of sorts to have had to to pu- to pull a gun on Echo 7 to have a close call like that even though they're in the midst of this, you know, horrendous war where where death is, you know, a daily occurrence. Um he's he's definitely become I don't want to say accustomed or akin, but he's definitely felt a a bond growing with this midnight company, but especially with with Echo, they've they've shared a few moments and a few rides, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that Sprouts is very distracted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think the so far one of the themes we we've run up in in this AP, and I don't even think it, this was uh, on my mind writing this, is is the feeling. Well, I guess I guess to a greater degree, the feeling of helplessness, not being able to completely destroy all the swarm by yourself. But we've seen that in Echo 7 being taken over, uh, Sprouts being kind of unable. Incognite with the rolls. Well, (laughs) just not able, not maybe not as strong or as big as some of your, your, your squad mates. Uh, (laughs) Tyler, uh, uh, a Devasho running away on the bridge. Um, uh, Zinnia attacking a, a Sprouts Marlowe. And uh, finally, last week, um, Jabert Trest kind of being enfeebled by his own blade, by his own weapon. Yeah. Um, but this wasn't the first time in the war so far that you've been sidelined, that Trest has been sidelined without the ability to fight, you know, like being stranded or, or helpless. Right. Because as you rest that night, once again, uh, your mind psychically goes back months before to a very bad memory perhaps uh that of the the battle of stone sea uh, a few days into the fighting right at the start of the war 
uh, we've seen that your battalion, the Fighting Fifth, was one of the first to to contact the the swarm armada that that invaded, and it suffered some of the greatest casualties throughout the entirety of the war, but mainly in those first couple of days, uh, just got decimated, engagement after engagement, having to fall back and try and provide time for, for you know, the rest of the planet to get organized. Uh, friends you've known and, and fought with for years, um, you know, falling in battle in the, the matter of minutes, their bodies unrecoverable. That was the start of the war. It's been six months since then, but in this dream, you know, uh, towards the end of a, another long battle, we see only a few squads left, you know, out of ammo, out of supplies, running low on just about everything. Uh, and Trest, you administer one of your last kind of healing touches to a comrade who's badly hurt, but you yourself were extremely hurt in this battle as well, a near fatal bite by a dredger. We see shearing kind of blood pouring out uh, from your, your armor and a commander and ally of yours, a Corporal Chaplain McPubbage, whom everyone calls Bootsy, also sees your wound, kind of looks you over, sees the other soldiers around you, kind of see some you see something inside him break as as he looks looks over to you and uh, he casts magic around you and him both. And in an instant you're teleported far away to a very quiet and kind of classic looking bar. Um, no place near the battlefield. Uh, that you were standing on just a moment ago. Um, at this time, Tress is like flitting in and out of consciousness. What what do what do they remember about this? This is part of your backstory. Uh, I, I think this is uh, uh, if I'm coming in and out of consciousness. Potentially, I'm assuming this is some sort of spell that is being cast uh, to give us a little bit of time. Uh, and Trest is. Uh, uh, sort of bringing up wards and um, powerful magics around himself to uh, to prepare for the battle that is to come, and uh, uh, perhaps perhaps this is, uh, this is partially happening inside of Trest's head as mm-hmm. uh, Corporal Bootsy is um, casting maybe some healing or protection stuff around Trest. Uh, Trust is misunderstanding that. <laughs> In reality, you see him go over to the bar and, and reach behind, maybe grab a couple of bottles, leave one with you, and and tuck one into his pack. And uh, uh, he looks you over and just kind of shakes his head and says, "Sorry, kiddo, but Triune told me today just wasn't your day to die." Corporal, what what does this what does this mean? You checks. come back here, and I step forward and reach out to grab his cloak. Oh, it's already gone because he, as he's checking his rifle, another uh, set of magic is cast upon him and you can feel him just completely uh, phasing out of, of this space, teleporting away. Ah. And uh, the last thing you hear him say before he leaves is, believe me, when you understand why I did it, you won't thank me, Trest. Goodbye. The old wizard kind of ruffles your antenna as he as he leaves uh, with the same teleportation magic gone in a purple puff of, of dusty smoke. And you're able to stagger to your feet and, and limp towards the door and, and walk into the, the bustling street of Brenoa, hundreds of miles away from the Stone Sea with uh, electronic billboards all around the downtown area here uh, in big blocky letters reading Swarm Attack Susculin. Uh, emergency officials on the street giving people directions, things like that. We know uh, later on, medical personnel finds Tress, patches you up. You come to in a civilian hospital uh, with internal defense forces 
um, kind of waiting for you to read you your rights, as you were indeed charged with desertion. Um, I imagine after all that and and what happened last week, week um, Trest, maybe along with the rest of you, hates feeling powerless, hates feeling not able to, to do something to, to help out your comrades. Right. I think in this moment, I'm watching the news as I'm being... Uh, I'm being restrained mm-hmm. and uh, maybe this is sort of a, a desert stormish where uh, you know the, the war is uh, happening on the news and I'm sort of seeing the war happen and knowing that this is something I'm not a part of but I should be. Yeah, it's maybe a day or so later and the Battle of Stone Sea is lost at this point. The oh. um, There are very few 5th Battalion um, uh, ground soldiers such as yourself that that make it out alive. Um, do you think in the the month since you know you you did go to um, go up in front of like a, a military judge um, and then eventually make your way back into the army as a private as they were taking just about anyone with combat experience? But do you think in the six months since then, um, Tress has thought about uh, why uh, Bootsy saved your life that day? Why he took you out of the battle? Um, I presume that the issue was that the uh, the mission was lost and uh, there was no there was no reason to try to hold that particular hill any longer um, and so my presumption is that uh, Bootsy pulled me back to safety because the fight was, wasn't worth fighting that particular fight wasn't worth fighting but um, oh, I have just no reason I'm noticing, knowing that I mean everyone knew that it was it was a lost cause. Um, some of them were hoping for reinforcements, but I think some of maybe the the people that have uh, had fought before in the fifth battalion were pretty sure that um, it was a it was a one way ticket. Sure, um, yeah, I, I think I think the distinction would be that it was that like this was like the very last part of um, of this particular hill stand mm-hmm. and there was no reason for one last person to die and so that sort of interests mind it was like bootsy was deciding that these like bootsy and one other person didn't need to need to die to make time for some mm-hmm. stand uh, as you flit in and out of a, a very restless sleep tress that night, you indeed also dream of the fight with the body sl- snatcher slime. Um, but in this in this version, uh, your sword doesn't uh, like enfeeble you for for a few seconds. Uh, it breaks completely in half. The sword you've had for for many months now. Instead of hiding behind some crates here, though, unable to fight, you just let out this bloody insectoid screech into the warehouse. Not, not a psychic screech, just like a, a guttural uh, scream and uh, a magical light kind of glows all around you. But before you can finish the, the battle and the dream, uh, you are awakened by a Sprouts Marlow readying you to leave. Miles, what does what Sprouts say? <laughs> I'm not sure. What How would a Sprouts Marlow wake up his teammates? Miles, I need to know. Um, Like a little elf fan shove or yeah. just a whip? How do you wet Willie an insect? That's a great question. I don't want to know. Inquiring minds. <laughs> right no, to I us. Mean, I, think, I, th- I think he would He would just kind of just kind of shove them. I mean, he's not... <laughs> he, this is this is his, his group, so he's not going to, like, you know, shoot a gun in the air or do something, you know, extremely crass, but he's I just going to, like... I would certainly hope not. Please don't. 
Um, so well, yeah, he, he might go up to, to you know press ear and just let off a couple rounds. <laughs> I mean, all right, no, I got to do it. But no, I mean that. All right, that, Miles, no, no, what's sp- your AC? Let's figure this thing out. <laughs> um. That is that is a but crit no. on a helpless trust. Let's roll these dice. <laughs> no, uh, you, you're just kind of shoving your your teammates. Yeah, I mean he's I mean, he's not gonna do anything like crazy. He's just gonna shove them away. Um, right. So you guys can. It is you know getting on later into the evening now, like eight or nine o'clock, and uh, you can collect yourself, uh, your weapons and your armor if you need to um, have recharged them. There is like a a. a a generator or a reactor here in the the factory that will allow you to do that. So batteries are, are tapped up, and uh, as you get all your gear and prepare to to leave, uh, Raz has been like out the entire time, like sleeping on on a couch in the the break room. Uh, he'll trundle into the back, and Zinnia, as you get into the cab of the hardtop, uh, there is a a small box waiting for you on the the dashboard with a a note on top of it just marked Z. Oh, that's suspicious. Sense motive on the box. Sense motive on the box. (laughs) Yeah. The box is lying to you. Is it it trapped or anything? Like, can I, like, make sure I'm not going to die by opening it? It seems like a a fairly, (laughs) fairly simple... Um, I'm just thinking like, like Bugs Bunny style. This is going to be a bomb and I'm going to open it and it's going to go <laughs> off. And we're all going to die. Are no? you picking it up to inspect? Can I touch it from the top first? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you don't <laughs> sense. It, it seems very light if you if you do move it. It doesn't seem like, um, uh, like there's much to it. Uh, do you want to look at the note first? Yes. Uh, it reads in Versite, uh, Quavala Gorset Strixiar Ias, which is, like I said, Versite for Strixer Ever Vigilant, and is signed the Watcher. Does that mean anything to me as a Strix? Not at all. Or from Verses, or there are no Watchers that, okay. Y'all have never Does, heard that song? Doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, do you want to open the box? What? Cautiously. Box? Yes, I will cautiously open the box. Stealthily, if you will. Uh, this is before uh, any of your, your teammates <laughs> get to the cab here. Uh, and opening it up, you find a, a small ocular implant, um, which you can tell, obviously, is of very high quality, a high-grade Versite design. Uh, it is a augmentation known as a retinal reflector. Copy the, the link here for what exactly this does. Um, but it is a an eye augmentation, eye upgrade, and you know, it just makes you a little little more perceptive if memory serves. Um, you're looking around here. You're unsure who could have dropped this here. Um, you don't think anyone from the town was near the the hardtop at, at any time, like uh, unattended. Uh, but it does seem to be for you. Um, looking out into the kind of quiet nightscape of, of Linmari around you. Once again, definitely quiet but you get that weird shivering feeling of someone watching you. Oh, this is creepy. Uh, You should should shove that stranger's gift into your eyes. (laughs) That's thinking about it. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. I think Zinnia would actually trying to decide if she would tell anyone about this or she would keep it to herself. It does seem like, I mean, metatextually a, a GM gift because in reality, that's, that is kind of what it is. But it is is 
um, in universe is geared uh, very much for you as this note is in Versite um, and it, it, it references the, the Strix, but is also of a augmentation quality that uh, you have seen Strix use before, um, especially on Versite. Also, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, like, I'm also I feel like we all hear you screaming as you jam this thing behind your retina. <laughs> and so it's like, I mean, we get it. We get it. I imagine it, it will take some time to put the contact lens in and then you know pluck your eyeball out. <laughs> well, I was going to say, can I surreptitiously like install this? But it sounds like it would be very obvious that my eye changed. No, right? I think it's it's probably like something that um, will uh, almost automatically kind of drill into the, the, the side of your, your eye socket there and just kind of like um, it, it enhances your your vision. So it's not like a something you'd like wear on top. Um, yeah, just just an uh, augmentation. Uh, so okay. you you indeed do want to use it? Yeah, and um, she's going to slip her uh, the note that came with it into her notebook oh, where okay. no one else will find it. All right, good. Don't tell just anybody. Just in case. That's just between <laughs> you and me, Rebecca. Can Sprout I get a copy of that, by the way? The, oh, for the, future reference? The, the, the word? Says. Yeah, I made up a language. Sweet. Made up a whole language. Has anyone else been reading Zinnia's diary when she hasn't been looking? <laughs> uh, you <laughs> know Sprouts is 100% reading that diary. So just me. Yeah. And it's I'm pretty sure Devasho is too. I feel like we're all no, reading Zinnia's diary. We, 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 I mean, if you read it out loud, oh. then he would be like, no, no, we're we're actually no. acting it out. All right, for, everyone, for gather round. I will read Zidia's <laughs> diary now. I do not condone such actions. This sounds like Rebecca. You actually have to keep a diary so we can uh, <laughs> it later at some point. Uh, so you guys can get back into the hard top and make your way up the final leg of this journey before your return trip uh, up the winding mountain roads that lead from Lenmari to the Jurdos Mountains. Uh, along an area known as, or, or up to, I should say, an area called Clutchstone Ridge. Uh, this road is twisty, it's turny, and you gain altitude the entire time. Uh, it is the road coated in places with ice and snow, and it does force you to drive at like half speed almost the entire time, being very mindful of traction and um, kind of av- avoiding some snow drifts here on the, in the road. And... Uh, yeah, leaving the city takes maybe about a half uh, an hour or so of driving to reach almost the highest point on Clutchstone Ridge where the Temple of Hylax stands. Um, you get brief views of the, the snowy fields below you as you ascend. Um, brief glimpses you know, through the clouds and the snow here. Echo 7, you can make out maybe a few square miles of land to the southeast from, from this high a distance where you're pretty sure your shed stands where where you used to live, but um, you would not be able to see it at this distance. And yeah, as you continue on towards the top here, um, almost almost at the top, about 100 meters or so, uh, the road becomes blocked um, from the apex of the mountain as a, a few old craggy looking trees have fallen across the road and snow has built up uh, alongside these steep cliffs um, that, that rise to your side, uh, meaning the hardtop is stopped. You guys are gonna have to walk the rest of the way. You can just kind of make out this very large dark structure through the darkness, through the snow um, at the at the top of the mountain. But it's blinding white out snow here. And this old pit kind of 
forms in your your thorax is the not the fear but like the the unease that this place made you feel as a child kind of returns i don't like it yeah you're you're not sure why you couldn't look at the temple exactly but uh, oh we're about to find out um I'm pretty sure I don't like it. So, yeah, fun times. You get to do this at night, which I, one of the reasons I was like, rest all you want, guys. Uh, because I don't like it at night. That means it's, <laughs> that means it's dark, right? That is oftentimes what it means. That is, that's in, a good thing. That's in, a good thing. Yeah, well, for you, you're on like, the bright side of dark. <laughs> Zimmy is like, any time we can, we can do night missions. Uh, but the rest of you, as you... Um, in addition to it being dark, as you step out of your vehicles, your armor starts making this pinging noise. As you look down, you can see uh, the environmental protections are alerting you. It is dipping between negative 22, negative 24 degrees Celsius. Uh, so it is getting dangerously close with the wind drifts up here, um, which are, are reading as strong winds uh, for Xenia's purposes. Uh, the winds up here are almost to the point where your environmental protections are just going to start failing um, to protect you from the cold. Uh, does that include me? Because I think I got some sort of winter gear. Yeah, so you can have um, environmental clothing under your armor that helps uh, with fortitude saves against cold. Um, it doesn't stop um, for us. That's like negative 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Um, eh. What we call extreme cold in Starfinder. Also what we call negative 40 degrees celsius oh oh well yeah at some point they they, they become yeah, best friends the lines crossed at 40 degrees <laughs> ah, that's a science joke everybody <laughs> um I, I think it it might be it might be a little further than that I, I think i did the math right but right now it's like negative 23 negative 24 celsius um in addition to that it is pitch black outside uh as the clouds cover up the stars and the snow is just making it hard to see here so let's talk about light sources again i don't think we've talked about that since you guys were out on patrol um i am a light source <laughs> well devasho yeah are, are you gonna light up your your shield yeah he yeah once he realizes that it's uh uh, the night is dark and full of terrors, so we might as well pop the shield and uh, make it bright. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put on my flashlight that just points forward, so I've got a little cone of brightness to the front. <laughs> well, you can you can hold it and just point in whatever direction you want. No, I put so, it on my I put it on my chest. I put it on my you, arm. You hold it in your your bug mouth at all. Zinni is ah. going to stay far, far away from all of these light sources. She sees Devasho turn on his gigantic shield and like backs way up because she likes it dark. Now you have a a comm unit as well with a flashlight. Do you want to give that to anyone, Rebecca? Uh, does anyone need one? Uh, Sprouts could probably use. I okay, mean, don't I, read I, I my have, blog. I have. Uh, well, your blog was something that you published, so it seems like that's something you would want us to read. I have it set to private. Thank you. <laughs> that's my private blog. <laughs> I well, so he's got he's got uh, Zinnia's space live journal. <laughs> <laughs> he has, I think, dim vision, so he yeah, should be okay. You've got low light. If you stick near Devasho, Devasho, Tyler, you're you emit dim light, right? Yeah, I emit your, yeah. your shield. Yeah, but I mean. The thing about Sprouts is he's he's used to the seedier side of things. He also wants to stay in the shadow. Okay. <laughs> do you want to take the blind. <laughs> Do you want to take the light just in case? Yes. Yes, I do. Oh, okay. And uh, Drew, we, we we skipped over Echo Seven, but you have an integrated comm unit. Yes. Uh, so I don't like, know if that means I have a light source at all. Does your face just light up? That would be fantastic. <laughs> 
Oh, that's Whoa. canon now. Stamp. <laughs> just, just like a big, this big, like, smiley face, just like broadcasting, it. beaming. It's the yeah, echo no, signal. <laughs> while, while it's... <laughs> And what what is prepping this week? When it, I was when like, it sprays on something, it, it, it still has whatever the outline of his LEDs are, so it's just his actual <laughs> face. On like the wall. when you look up in the air, we are all we all look up and say, "Uh oh, he's grumpy." <laughs> uh, it's like your mood ring. Right. So we've got a few light sources here, and Zinni, who's definitely going to fly off and do her own thing. Um, what do you guys want to do? What's your what's your marching order here? Big bug up front. Can we do perception checks? <laughs> Uh, I mean, right now you can barely see, um, you know, 20 or so feet in front of you. It's a lot of snow, and a lot of uh, uphill climbing still to go here. Could- so the 20 feet is not just because it's dark. You're saying like there's a there's a lot of snow and so just visibility is low. I think you and Devasho will be able to see up the the side of the hill here, uh, 60 feet as, as your dark okay. vision. But okay. you're not seeing much outside of... Um, uh, uh, what I've described here. So it, it looks like it's going to be a bit of a, a hike. Uh, I'll bring up the rear just to like make sure that all my range friends are covered from the back. Mm-hmm. Can Devasho burrow and sense anything underground? Is that something that you can do, Tyler? I mean, I can burrow, but if I when I burrow underground, I'm just like, hey, now I'm underground. There's nothing. Yeah. I, I, I don't have, no, um, have like a vibration. I don't have Jabert's ability. Yeah. yeah, I don't have like blind sense or vibration sense. I can't tell anything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Trust sort of like leans over right next to you, just goes <clears throat> buzz, buzz, <laughs> and like like the antennas buzz a little bit. I got that vibration sense. And I um, wink. So- I wink. What what's Devasha got to say about that, Tyler? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Uh, might might say, um, unfortunately, burrowing is a better. Escape plan maybe then a exploratory plan. I will I will provide light and I will hopefully if anything sees us they will be attracted to me. That try to stay on the edge of my of my light. Rebecca, where where do you want Zinni to be? Well, all right, so I was gonna ask how wide the path is. So can I stand essentially next to Devasho but farther far enough from his shield to still be in darkness or dim at least? Still be in dim? Yeah. Uh, he I admits- am I am dim. Oh, not, you are dim. Yeah, I'm he not bright. 20 I'm feet. Not a, yeah, I'm 20 foot dim. I'm not 20 foot bright. Okay, great. Well, yeah, she'll she'll kind of uh, be up in front with Devasho. Okay. Even do, with Devasho. Do, are, are you marching as well or do you want to fly up above? Uh, with the strong winds, I feel better on my feet. Yeah. I'm going to tuck um, my wi- wings behind me. You can, you can still take 10 and you can still um, fly regularly with strong winds. I think it's when severe happens that uh, I think just to fly, you need to make a check. Um, but the hover DC is up to like 19 just for um, for those purposes. So if you're okay. going to be standing still for a while, it's a little hard to you know fight against the, the winds here. Okay. Um, right. So uh, as you guys are trudging up, uh, it's maybe a few minutes into this that the winds start whipping against the side of the mountain here. Um, freezing cold, and I need everyone to go ahead and roll a D10 for me, and if we roll low, we're, we're gonna get some some very cold temperatures. I'm, I'm putting it in your guys' hands. So. Oh, well, if, if you need to roll low, you know, you've come to the right man. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Uh, we've got some threes, some sevens, some tens. It's just a random occurrence. Um, you're uh, 
armor is pinging the entire time. It does not um, dip into like sub-zero, negative uh, 40 degree Fahrenheit temperatures. So um, you guys are fine there. Um, you might have the same thing like when you walk back through through this area. But like I said, it's about five minutes up the mountain side here, trudging through the hills, um, the gear on your back, you know, trying to displace snow as, as you as you go. No one's um, having to display snow if they're behind me. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> I'm a, I'm essentially a snow plow. I'm just up front like, beep, beep, I'm a the snow plow. Sh- the shield just like uh, upturned con- convex. Yeah, guess, yeah, like, exactly. Just pushing. One side. Just, yeah, exactly. That's Speaking of which, I do always- think... Sorry, go ahead. I do think Xenia is flying about five feet above the ground because I get a lot more uh, distance that way and she can kind of be like legless on the on the snow, you know. Okay. Like float above it. <laughs> uh, it is uh, as you reach the the peak here, and it starts to level off. Uh, that um, at the top of Clutchstone Ridge, you see in the distance the Temple of Hylax and uh, Trest. All at once, you remember why this place scared you as a child. Uh, I have some art here to share with you guys. So let's take oh, a take a look yeah. at this. Yep. Oh, oh, I remember why. Because it looks like a Roman soldier whose mouth. Is it, shaped like a, a bunch of teeth. It looks like a Skeletor's house. It, I mean, it's uh, it's something, all right. It's yeah, uh, it's go- not ideal, is what I would say. Yeah, how would how would you uh, describe it? it? It's definitely not a human skull. No, no, no. Um, uh, I would describe it to humans as Skeletor's uh, house. Well, sort of like uh. Like two like mandibles sort of coming down on either side, forming the entrance way, and then just like teeth pointing towards it. So uh, probably when you walk through it, uh, you're gonna get chomped, and also um, uh, you, can't, you can't tell traps from art. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's, it's if got you that... would expect a trap to look like that. You would so, expect a chomping no, no, tra- uh, uh, trap. Imagine to look like if H.R. Um, uh, Giger designed a bug house. Right. That's Imagine exactly if what it H- like. H.R. Geiger was like, was like, what if a luxury house was on the top of a mountain? And that's yeah. what this is like. Uh, yeah, so it's it's a little, little dark, a little dingy right now, but it is indeed a, uh, like, a shearing kind of um, face carved out of this black, almost, like, translucent. Uh, also, there are a lot of crows flying over it, which is always ominous. Well, that's maybe if you came here during the day. It <laughs> they ain't flying in this cold right now. Oh, uh, a bunch of owls, the worst. Right now, only Devasho and uh, Zinnia are, are really able to to see this through through the darkness, through the snow. Um, and yeah, as you get to the top of the ridge, there's small patches of white barren trees, kind of surrounding some crumbling stone pillars and, and partially intact walls outside of this very large structure. Uh, the temple is indeed made of kind of an opalescent um, black rock uh, that does um, reflect just tiny pinpricks of, of light that is is coming through here. And it, it it's a large insect's head. I don't know what to tell you. It, yeah. It's carved I, like it's... that. The mandibles are kind of guarding the, the front entrance. And it's got circular windows for eyes, though it seems... 
the, these crystalline windows are, are maybe covered up with curtains from the inside because they are black right now. It's cool because um, Devasho, pre all this, was was a guard, and he spent some of his time as a guard for a philosopher worm. So he's really he probably used to this architecture. So I think part of it, when, when he sees it, is almost kind of like, ah, this is almost nostalgic. We are near the temple, and it is beautiful. <laughs> I will need to sketch this for Zinnia's notebook. <laughs> yes. I Probably what, like one of your French temples. <laughs> Atop of the temple, you guys see an ovoid, geodesic, kind of crystalline-looking rock. It is depicted here in the art, uh, maybe about 10 feet wide, and it stands at the temple's central spire. Uh, in addition to that, uh, a fun little thing in front of the temple, not in the art, uh, you see the corpses of several swarm creatures kind of scattered across the courtyard here, as well as a snow-covered SDF vehicle, and some humanoid bodies. I was going to say nice, but not not as nice. Then you talked about the SDF corpses. That's less nice. Yeah. Uh, Before we go and we get into all the the dead things, Patrick, is there like a mysticism check that we could make on the building itself or on that orb you were talking about that's on the top of the building that could reveal more about its nature that's interesting? Or should we just deal with, you know, the corpses? At this distance, it's hard to get a good read on exactly what uh, everything is here. You can tell certainly this is indeed a, a very old building. Um, it looks like it was um, uh, designed perhaps um, over 100 years ago, more than okay. that. Um, but yeah, uh, from what you can see of this other STF vehicle, it is lightly dusted uh, with a um, good layer of snow kind of parked at the end of the road. You would have been able to come up and uh, there's a couple of bodies near the rear of the truck and another sprawled near the cabin. And even at this distance, uh, you two, Devasha Zinnia, you can tell that there is um, second battalion insignia on them. Those distress <laughs> people? More than likely. Yeah, Devasha passes this on to those who can't see as far in the dark um, and, and kind of maybe make, you know, points to where we need to go and kind of starts a hustle. Yeah, pretty glad we didn't bring him along to see this. As you all draw nearer to the temple, uh, Trest, you hear it uh, psychically in your mind, the same kind of distant whispering voice in Sheeran that you heard all those years ago as a child, slightly lilting, uh, a feminine voice kind of chittering in in the Sheeran language that is impossible to make out. You know, it's kind of almost like the sing-songy effect, but yeah, just hearing it gives you shivers down your thorax uh, and it just releases chemicals in your brain just like almost automatically calming um, but it does nothing to counteract maybe uh, the adrenaline you might be feeling uh, in hiking up here having your I imagine you guys have weapons ready is that safe to yeah. say yes. yeah. oh yeah big shield deployed um, but yeah despite the pressure and stress you're under currently you also feel calm at the same time it's very confusing uh, psychically um but yeah, as uh, Rebecca, as Zinnia kind of flies forward above these ruins, uh, you see a couple of old friends here at the head of the temple. Uh, two swarm Vorfoma, the, our flying friends from the bridge, if you recall, are standing in the snow um, in what looks like a clearing at the top of the mountain here, kind of between the, the temple and some of the other ruins and a small bluff. Um, they seem sheltered uh, a lot from the wind here and are just kind of quietly chittering, staring at the front of the temple at this visage. And those of you that speak 
Sheeran can indeed hear as the wind dies down. They are saying something in the Sheeran language um, very slowly every few moments. Uh, Trest, in their kind of animalistic bug voice, for sure, you can hear the Sheeran words faintly, Hylax will know. Um, uh, I, I will just say Devasho no Sheeran. So he hears that. I just. So does Zinnia. Zinnia knows it too. So, yeah, I, well, I mean, and so do they speak in like a telepathic language? Is that the idea? No, no, not not necessarily. Um, okay. They just kind of like are are chittering it out. Um, so they um, maybe have the the capability for speech. Maybe it sounds kind of like a parrot speaking um, a, a human language. But Harlax um, will know. Indeed, is is in Sheeran. Um, why don't you guys make me a, a mysticism check? See if he can figure out what is happening here. Well, I mean, I do know that we saw Hylax will know in the prison, right? Mm-hmm. No, but close. Uh, oh, some, we saw something else. Someone, we'll know. <laughs> someone has no. Someone has told you that phrase. Do you guys remember? Oh, okay. It was a few episodes ago now. Uh, do our fans listening was, remember? Was it Sutreth? Uh, he mm-hmm. when he got telepathically assaulted, I think he heard it. Yeah, yeah. He he said that he's every single swarm he's fought, uh, he's been able to to read that on their minds. Mm. Um, Hylax. Yeah, it's will a know. psychic weapon, is what I have written down. Hylax will know. Um, those of you that have rolled over a fifteen on this mysticism check can kind of tell what's happening here. It seems like these two Vorfoma are in some kind of a trance. Uh, Zinnia, you can recognize, you know, certainly uh, you, you've rolled high enough. Yeah, you've rolled 15. Uh, you can tell this is very odd swarm behavior. You've not seen this or heard of this before. What do you guys want to do? Uh, and, and Oh, and I should say, we're, we're here on the map. Can you guys see your, your oh, characters? we're on a map. Yes, I, I can see around character. I can't see where the enemy is. Yes, because um, they are about 60 feet away. Yeah. Uh, Deva- Deva- Devasho can see him. He would point out that they're where uh, I am indicating on the map. Ah, I see. I think Zinnia needs to be a little bit forward. Uh, Devasho would kind of turn to everybody and say, uh, they are almost trance-like, standing in a single place. I, we could probably try to sneak up on, up on them or attack them from distance. Oh, we can stay past them. With my abilities, that is probably not possible. Uh, yeah, I would, I, I'm going to prepare to charge. The first first time that anyone in my group or their group uh, sort of prepares any aggressive action, I'm charging. Okay, so you want to get up next to Devasho? Sure, that sounds good. Right now, he's kind of behind a wall, but um, do you do you all want to move forward? I think that's probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to move sort of like like to the side of the wall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. Let's try to move forward as <laughs> a unit. Stealthily as a unit as we can. Uh, do, do we want to let this one get a good look at these guys before we splatter them on the pavement? Any points at Zinnia? Does Zinnia want to take a good look at these Vorfoma? I mean, I, I just took a good look at them and I can tell that they're <laughs> acting weird. Like, I've never seen Vorfoma or Swarm in general act this way, so it's very strange. I think Zinnia would be really perplexed by their behavior and would turn to trust as I believe the only member of our party that has psychic abilities that might be somewhat similar to those of the swarm to see if he's experiencing any kind of unusual vibes or anything coming off this temple. 
Um, I speak directly back into your mind. I go, your guess is as good as mine. Patrick, I'm going to have Devasho move forward, but we're going to turn off the, we're going to turn off the glowy bits. Okay. So, so standard action, you're, you're get, taking away the, the dim light. Yeah. Taking away the dim light. So we're going to, and he's going to just try to move forward as quietly as he possibly can. <laughs> okay. Which is not very good. And have, have people follow you? People would like to. I think Zenny is going to go sort of around the wall here um, to the west, uh, sort of qu- toward the car, toward the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, so you guys can move yourself forward. Uh, uh, Miles, I have made a small item here, which um, can act like a flashlight. So you can oh, cool. hold it if you cool, want. It's, cool. it's this little one that's right next to... Uh, yeah. Yes, yeah. And you guys can can turn those in, in whatever direction. Uh, they increase the light level um, just by one. Uh, so it'll be increasing it to dim light, though. That's that's all Sprouts needs. Uh, that will still be yes. a 20% mischance for, for other folk. Um, great. So uh, how, how close are you? Are you, are you trying to s- sneak past them, Devasho? Uh, our, our large Trox oh. friend? No, I think Devasho is feeling some sweet revenge music. Uh, he just wants to get up to where he can uh, sunder these. Bag two. him and tag him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. So as you're you're walking up, uh, they do indeed seem to like um, uh, slowly stop saying what they're saying and kind of look in your guys's direction. Uh, let's go ahead and roll initiative as Devasho's moving. Forward. I could use a great initiative right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh no. Natural two. Uh, Let's see what I roll. Hey, I've got natural two too. Hey, we're tootie bros. Don't say that ever. Okay. Don't, <laughs> don't you ever say that. I've got a much higher initiative roll than you. You monster. Hey, all right. Uh, I, w- I will say, uh, friends and fans, that I am... We, uh, Drew and I discussed this, and we're thinking that maybe part of my the reason I roll terrible is because I stopped wearing the knack shirt. So tonight, mm-hmm. hashtag knack shirt is in effect. How's that doing for you so far? <laughs> well, that doesn't count for initiative rolls, okay? Oh, Na- okay. You know, knack always liked to go later in the initiative. Uh, so, right? <laughs> Drew it all. First in the uh, initiative. I, I think, <laughs> I think you, you want to be first. Really well. Listen, it only matters when I swing the, the shield, okay? Let's just let's just let's just count that. Uh okay, so we are in combat mode. It does seem like uh maybe the jig is up as as you move closer to Vosho. Uh you can tell they uh seem to be snapping out of it, perhaps or just looking in your direction. Uh first in the turn order, um uh Drew with Echo Seven. Uh you I don't think can see them at all yet. <laughs> yeah, uh I can't. That's true. Um, I'm going to move a little bit further up. I, apologies. My computer really doesn't like the, <laughs> the, is this little mark on the the map? Anything in particular? Uh, the little yellow thing is just sort of like where I was marking where I wanted to, uh, to move later. There, if you want to, it's fine. No big deal. I'll put it somewhere else. Um, oh, I haven't been counting my movements. That's one movement. And I think I want to I'll move forward a little bit more. So moving forward, your movements, and um, I think the comm unit, it's a regular flashlight. That's only like 20 feet, right? I think so. Or is it 30? Does anybody have that in front of you? Pretty sure it's 20. So you will have to get within uh, 20 just to be able to to see either of them. 
true. That's way too far forward. <laughs> it doesn't look like it. it. Looks like he's gonna have to get right up on these things. So double move for Echo. Yay. Uh, yeah, maybe it's not great going <laughs> first in the initiative roll in this situation, uh, but you do have, um, I'm guessing, a light on one of these two now. Is that correct? Uh, not according to my screen. I don't. Well, I mean, you can spin it, you, you dingus. Oh yeah, <laughs> you've got a uh, an arc of light. You can um, once you hit it to the uh, east. Go. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> All right. So like now, that. at the very least, everyone else can kind of see it. <laughs> Those of you without uh, dark vision, uh, one of which is Sprouts Marlow, who's next on the initiative uh, turn order. Sprouts is probably gonna uh, pop up kind of right here. Is that next to uh? Devasho, mm, you're pretty close to me. That if you move there, yep, but, you yeah, can okay. you can see uh, one of these creatures in Echo 7's light. Yes, uh, but you're you're moving up with another light. Um, they're not going to overlap, unfortunately. But uh, you have low light vision, which means you can see this this guy pretty normally. Cool. Then I am going to take a shot. Now, do you want to trick as as well? Of course. Yes. Oh, that'll be useful here. That's, imagine, that's... <laughs> imagine it's a, uh, it's like a, a poster board in front of Sprouts is like this huge comm unit, like a cell phone, <laughs> <laughs> the light feature. As uh, as you can carry that, the gun is Elfan style. Uh, CR thirteen or lower, so he's flat footed. Goodness gracious, yes, that's a hit. Uh, twenty three to attack, only one damage, but I also get additional three from my uh, trick attack, so four damage in total. Great. Okay. Hey, we're we're off to the races, as it were. Uh, four damage, and that will be your turn, bringing us to Zinnia, who can. Uh, I can't see your sixty foot dark vision, but I believe you can at least see one of them right now, right, Rebecca? Yeah, I think I can actually see both of them. I see one kind of dimly. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I see it. So, uh, how how tall is this wall that I'm standing behind? Well, you're right on the corner of it, so you can peek around the the edge there and, and okay. kind of see them. But it's it's only about ten feet tall if you want to fly over. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's gonna fly. Um, uh, just kind of straight up over the wall and sure. take a shot at. Oh wait, I did want to ask: Do I know for sure that these are Vorfoma? Like, do they look any different from other Vorfoma we saw before? Um, yeah, right. So we we haven't had too many instances of this, but if you do want to identify them again, uh, I can tell you out of game, these are Vorfoma, but you you will have to roll it. It is going to be a simple roll this time, which means okay. ten plus the CR. Okay. Or five plus the CR, a simple roll. So basically... So it's a 27 with negative five to the DC for Xenobiology? Basically, don't roll a negative 20, and <laughs> you'll be able to hit most <laughs> most things you've okay. already identified. Uh, so go ahead and, and make your attack. All right. All right, and this gets plus four to that trick attack, so CR 14 or lower. Yeah, don't think we're uh, I don't think we're hitting anything that high. I in, hope in this not. AP so far. <laughs> uh, and so that's tricked. yeah. So it's flat-footed, and it uh, that's a sixteen to attack uh, against its flat-footed EAC is a hit. So how much damage? Uh, so that's going to do four damage in total. Okay, all right, a four and a four from our operative friends. It's nice being at the top of the turn order. Uh, but b- before they get to go, uh, we also have got a 
Uh, Trest, Jupert. Alrighty, let's see here. So I don't think I see anybody right now. Uh, you can see the one that Echo 7 is lighting up. Ah, I see. So I see this one through the trees. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to step up and then um, no charging. You can't like change direction, right? Mm-hmm. No, it's a straight line. Um, from where you were, you can you can charge through. The, the, the trees that you see here are up in the you air for the most part. It's sort of like undergrowth or overgrowth or whatever. So, yeah, just about everything is a very low level of snow here because it seems like, like I said, it's kind of got it. out of a lot of the um, the drift areas. Um, so charging in, it will give you a, a bonus to the attack and a little negative to your armor. Um, Isn't it actually no bonus to attack when you charge? Oh, no, it's just double movement. That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Starfinder rules. Yeah, it's all different now. <laughs> Um, but the go ahead. It's very different now. Swords attacks. Is that something you're doing? Uh, you just... Yeah, we're doing some swords. Some S words. No pressure, but everyone's hit so far. Ugh. 17 to attack. Yeah, that's a hit. Oh, six points of damage as I slice through this thing's wings. Oh, gosh. I have to do math now. Uh, oh, oh. goodness. It is. It's very hurt, I should say. Hooray. Extremely hurt. It is not dead, though. Oh, beans. Thank goodness, because it gets to go on its turn. And yeah, finally snapping out of it and, and getting to to make some actions. It is going to guarded step back and its friend is going to fly into the the air um actually they have they have dark vision so it's going to fly into the air about 20 feet let's double check yep oh good speed fly speed 30 and they've got some magic spell like abilities if you guys recall and i'm gonna be fair i'm gonna roll these randomly to see who they are going to affect this combat how come random never seems fair to me just roll (laughs) down the old initiative turn order and see because you never wear the next shirt uh where does he ever roll the a one and a five oh we're going back to echo seven and zinnia and i think we got to do i think we got to do the same oh no uh, i think it was more fun to try and get you guys to attack one another let's um let's have you both make will saves for a fun little spell called uh, Lesser Confusion. Is this an illusion spell or effect? It is not. It's uh-huh. mind affecting, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Lesser Confusion. Oh, goodness gracious. Ah, beautiful. Uh, two 13s. Oh, no. Oh, I hope um, 13s a save. It is DC 14, so two fails. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> We're we're getting into this this combat already. Um, that is their turn, and Tyler, you are next. Natural two. Uh, this one's looking not- pretty hurt. That one's looking pretty hurt. Yeah, okay. Tyler, uh, you didn't get affected by a mind affecting ability. I'm pretty happy about it. Let's celebrate it with the death of one of your creatures. Oh. Uh, seeing as they're up in the air, and Devasho's massive shield can only reach so far. Uh, this, this, this one only guarded step, the one uh, oh. that Trest nearly okay. killed. That's fine. We'll move forward a little bit. Uh, just uh, We're going to move forward enough just for so Devasho can pull out a uh, a weapon he picked up back at Fort Gallant. This is a singing disc, and we're going to lob said singing disc uh, at the Hurt War FOMO. What, what kind of song does it sing? So like, it, you know, it's really unfortunate. Pop it, music. Only, it only sings Katy Perry. It's all coming <laughs> back. It's all coming back to me now. Well, we'll see uh, if this is a 
like a firework with an Oh, well, I, you know me. I've only rolled an eight on the dice because double digits are beyond me. Um, so a 13. Now, this is within your range. And it is so EAC. Against its EAC, uh, that is a hit. Mm, max damage, seven points. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Oh, I, I, I forgot... Uh, go ahead and roll me a D10, Jabert. Post facto, uh, you're in dim light. Condi- no, you have a you have a flashlight as well, right? Yeah. Okay. So with with Echo Seven and your light on this one, uh, there is no negatives because that's that will make Ooh. normal lights. Oh man, you guys! I was trying to make this encounter as difficult as possible, it, it oh. being at night, but it doesn't work if I was like, oh yes. Devasho, turn off your dim light. That will make things a lot yeah. harder. Turn off the dark. After throwing the... That is a hit. What's the damage? Uh, seven points. Oh, geez, Louise. Is that max? That's max, yeah. Okay. And then afterwards, he's going to uh, you know, reach a, a clawed kite in his hand out, and the singing disc snaps back. And whenever it snaps back, uh, it sings Adele. Okay. All right. So, um, Katy Perry going out. Adele coming back. I'm not ready to canonize that yet, but we'll we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that works in the future. Uh, that is enough to absolutely eviscerate this thing. Uh, legs and wings uh, go flying off of it. Tress just covered in its guts underneath. Drew, we're back to you at the top of the turn order, which means yeah, fun confusion so, rules. So uh, let me look at my confusion rules because I think I guess I need to roll to see what I do. Yeah, D100. D100 again, referring to the Paizo condition cards. Oh boy, we're, we're gonna be here a while. You just are, are they, they in alphabetical you? order? <laughs> are they paying? You money? These things are super handy. Are you making side money off this show? No, why? If I was making side money off this show, oh boy. Here we go. D1 hundo. You rolled a six. Act normally. Hey! So, obviously, you want to shoot Devasho in the back of the head, right? Yeah, yeah. No. no. I'm You, uh, Echo 7, once again in the, the situation where you can, you can just barely see, I think, this other one in um, maybe uh, your, your pal... Um, uh, Trest's light. It's kind of it's kind of to the southeast. All right, uh, Echo Seven's gonna move a couple of spaces forward mm-hmm. to get what? Where would I need to get to have it in enough light to not have any negatives? Uh, so unfortunately, you'd have to have um, multiple uh, flashlights uh, hitting this thing because um, each one will raise the light level by one. Uh, if you're just moving forward to see this, you will be, it, it will be in dim light still. I'm going to take a shot anyway. Um, okay. What, what is my negative for this? Just so I know. It, it's just a 20% mischance. Oh. Yeah. No, no negatives. So you still get your full bonuses. And that's only an 11, five on the dice. So. <laughs> Uh, against KC, that is a hit. Oh, 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 five points of damage. Well, uh, you have to roll that. Miss chance. That, so, yeah. uh, what is that? D10, D10 and a one and a two is indeed a miss. Oh, it was almost a two, but uh, four, and that goes through. How much damage are we talking? That is five points of damage. Okay. Uh, first time this one's been hit next in the turn order. Back to Sprouts. And once again, you've got someone shining a, a beacon, a light on uh, on the next target. Um, Miles. Yeah, so he's going to point it out and as his target and uh, move down a little bit so mm-hmm. that he gets a 
better look so everyone has some light on it. So that, that makes it normal light conditions, correct? Uh, yeah, well, yes, if you're within 20 feet. Um, you're moving right into near the mandibles of this giant temple. Does Sprouts fear no uh, creepy looking um, Skeletor house? Yeah. <laughs> Sprouts don't fear nothing because he don't see nothing. All right, good. Good point. Question mark. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's, it's dim light, so I mean, he's not True. really. Unless you shine your fl- flashlight on it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm a, he's a little preoccupied with the the uh, Vorfoma, so he's going to take a shot at that bad boy. Uh, Miles, are you going to take a shot here? Yep. Uh, I'm going to pop on over because I can see him, and I'm going to take a shot. Okay. I was trying to figure out where I was before. Uh, one space further. Back. Uh, uh, forward. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. So you can just see this guy on the edge of your your beam, Perfect. but it is in some other some other lights at the moment. Um, go ahead and make that trick. All right. Uh, CR nine or lower. Um, tricked and fifteen. Jeez Louise. Uh, a hit and looks well, like minimum. Damage, yeah, only right? two points of damage. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I could not have gotten less damage on that roll. Yeah, it is, it is not bloodied yet. Um, we will see what happens next. So, Zinnia, you are up next. And if memory serves, last time you shot at poor Sprouts when this happened, your yep. mind is it's flooded with maybe Sheeran's psychic attack. Um, go ahead and, and roll that D100 for me. All right. Don't you dare roll low. 55. Uh, this one's okay, but not great. Uh, you are indeed going to deal some damage to yourself uh, with an Aww. item in hand. Uh, it is uh, strength-based, but it's a D8 plus your strength modifier. So that that's zero, right? Yeah. One D8 of damage then. Oh. Seven. Oh no! Yikes! So you're just Ow. beating yourself with <laughs> pistol whipping yourself with that um, Asmith laser pistol. And that's and, all I get to do. Yeah, but it is only for one turn. So both you and Echo Seven have shaken <sighs> yes. it completely, uh, which brings us back to Trest. This other one is still up, Jabert. Uh I reach to the uh, the spinning blade, the singing blade that Devasho just threw. Uh, and I reach out with my mind and I grab it and I pull it and I pull it back towards the one who's flying in the air. And it sings, but if I touch you like this, and if you kiss me like <laughs> All that. Right. I'm blaming Tyler for this one. Uh, Tyler, <laughs> so long ago, but it's all coming back to me. Tyler's never allowed to make anything uh, up ever again on the podcast. Way to go, Tyler. And it cuts through its head like a big chop. Well, the dice will determine that. Please, please fail. (laughs) I imagine you're making a a, uh, 18 on the attack (laughs) against KC as a hit. (laughs) Yes! Uh, so this is a... Uh, I call this the Celine Dion attack. <laughs> a psychic, uh, a rock you're throwing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. One point, One of, point of slashing damage, damage right. as <laughs> the sounds of Celine Dion cut straight through the soul of the bug creature. Trust isn't bum-fuzzled, Jabert. He never will be. <laughs> <laughs> he can be bum fuzzle if he wants to be. I'm gonna um, kill. You're not my real dad. 
two points of damage from from Sprouts, one point of damage from Trest. It is back to its turn, and I just want to just want to kill all of you from above. Uh, let's, let's do some arm barbs. Uh, this one is going to attack an Echo Seven first because. Somehow, Drew was able to pull out the most damage so far this turn, Ugh. and and then Devasho because he also did. Uh, oh, you did you did seven points of damage to the other one, but uh, yeah. you, you are imposing. So, a couple Dang. attacks against you guys in that order. Sounds good. High rolls are great. Oh, dang! Patrick. Sixteen and an eighteen. Uh, are great. Those are both hits. Thankfully, jeez Louise, I needed I needed those badly, but they are only D fours. Roll those. Uh, three points of damage on Echo 7 as a, uh, a Shirin barb looks like a spike from its leg kind of pierces through your your, your chassis. A Shirin barb? Uh, a swarm barb. <laughs> uh, but it is like a bug-like uh, needle. And four points for Devasho. And uh, uh, I need both of you to make a fortitude save. Uh-oh. Uh, what? I get a, I, I might get a slight bonus to this fort save. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, we've got a natural one from Echo uh, 7. Come on! And what'd you get, Tyler? I got a 12. I have a plus one to a lot of things, though, so it's probably a 13. Um, well, <laughs> what's a lot of things? Is it like uh, poison? Death effects, disease, mind affecting, paralysis, poison, sleep, stunning. Okay, poison's one of those. Uh, well, that is that is going to be a save. Uh, Echo Seven, you are indeed uh, sickened for a number of rounds. Let's figure out how many. Probably, probably just the rest of the, the combat. Oh yeah, one round. Uh, Devasho, we're back to you. What do you what do you want to do, Tyler? I'm gonna punch it. Uh, oh wait, it's flying. Crap. I'm gonna throw a disc at it. I'm gonna punch it with a disc. I'm gonna punch it with a disc. Uh, do I want to try to punch it with a disc? Twi- I can't take a swift action in between a full attack, can I? Uh, no, full attack is uh, unfortunately all actions in a round. Mm. Okay, let's align the shield against the Vorfoma as a move action, and then as a standard, let's throw a disc. And my disc throw is, well, I didn't roll the macro I made, but I did roll just a normal attack, and it was a 20, so that's good news. Yeah, 15 on the, I mean, it's a hit no matter what. They yeah, 15 let, me on roll the dice. The, let me roll the damage. Please do. Hashtag next short. Hashtag please roll 20, roll the damage. Okay, thank you. Uh, ooh, almost max damage. Ooh. Six points of sonic damage. Okay, yeah, this cuts through one of its, like, four wings. It looks like it needs to steady itself in the air there. It is still up, and we're back to turn three with Echo 7 in control of all your faculties. Yes, but also a little sickened. Uh, So this is where I have a question. Uh, So sickened is minus two to ability checks, attack rolls, saving throws, skill checks, and weapon damage rolls. Says the Paizo condition cards. Paizo condition cards available at Paizo.com. Oh, it's a little, it's a little goblin puking it into you. its helmet. Um, do you have like a website where you sell ad space for the show that you read? <laughs> what, what's your question, Drew? So I, I, I guess I'm, I'm confused. Is the attack roll damage only lowered for melee weapons or is it also lowered for ranged weapons? Uh, it's all, all weapon damage. And it says weapon damage, but it means like attack damage. So even if it's like a natural attack, you're just like unsteady in in your shot. So you're potentially going to wing this thing. All right. I will still take a shot anyway. Got to roll high. 
And that's going to be a 14 to hit. Does that include the negative two? That includes the negative two. That is a hit. How much damage are we talking? Hey. Only two damage when you include the negative two. Okay. Um, with the Points light the that it's got on it, full light here, which means uh, it had two hit points left, so it's dead. Hey, well done, Drew. Uh, two HP, all it needs here. Uh, you've you've solved my, it's completely dark outside puzzle. <laughs> I was hoping you guys would just <laughs> divide up and, and not combine the streams or cross the streams of your oh, we crossing the streams all the time the night uh, is dark and full of terrors but we are the light uh we are out of combat uh what would you guys like to do uh enter the temple no 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 Zenia would like to investigate uh the the vehicle you're talking about what you do i'm telling you i enter the temple <laughs> all right fine go ahead yeah. Stay Devasha would also want to make sure that if we can save these uh, the the second battalion division, I forget but if we can save these SDF soldiers uh, he wants to try uh, oh, I believe yeah, he no. called them bodies and not yeah, they're motionless in the snow on the ground uh, mm-hmm. does anybody want to go with Trest? Mm, no, uh, no we got to look at the bodies and then search the vehicle. Would oh, be goodness. My... Oh, splitting the party. Oh, you guys given uh, GM his favorite thing to do. So first off, uh, let's handle outside. Give me a medicine check if you want to take a look at these. They're corpses. <laughs> There's no safe in them. I mean, that's not really what Zinnia is all about. I mean, she, she, I think she's pretty sure that they're dead, but would like to see what else is in the vehicle. Like, who were these people? anything like that, but I can roll a medicine check if you want. Sure, if you're looking over them, looking over their their wounds. It's a 16. Uh, you can indeed tell that these uh, fatal wounds are consistent with uh, swarm natural weapons. Um, you see some dredger bodies lying around the, the temple, and it looks like there was a firefight maybe as much as a day ago. Um, it Taking a look at it, you know, maybe... Uh, kicking over some snow you can tell they kind of crawled their way back to their vehicle maybe after a fight and, and expired and their ident tags if you if you take a look at them give them a, a scan um identify the the two soldiers in the back here as um indeed second battalion uh members l rodmetch and uh Kaitlin penny and there's a woman towards the cab uh who's identified as sergeant tanny sabrace and along with Suthra Cicero, those were all four that were sent out here to, to this temple. Devasha um, would pocket their ident tags as a just a way to further solidify that they have passed. Yeah, it kind of just like kind of um, uh, pops off their, their shoulder uh, wherever they're, they're wearing them. The, the sergeant might have it on her lapel. Uh, they have a lot of gear on them, uh, maybe some weapons scattered about uh, that they, they've dropped. A lot of, a lot of weapons. Um, including a um a heavy azimuth artillery laser um with a couple of of full batteries uh, a bombard shell gun um a dia diamagnetic storm hammer advanced melee weapon and a series 21 plasma guide sniper rifle looks like sabrace was maybe Maybe a very Ooh. good shot. That plasma Ooh. sniper is mwah. It has the oh. guided, it has the guided special property, if I'm remembering correctly, which means like soft cover, no cover. You just you just hit him. It's cool. It's a cool gun. It doesn't really help if 
it's a dredger uh, jumping on top and attaching. Well, no, but you, it's but a cool gun. It yes, uh, it can help you in the future. Yeah. Uh, they have a couple of sets of freebooter armor as well as one suit of thin plate with uh, infrared sensors installed on it. And nice. in addition to that, uh, you find an industrial backpack beneath the sergeant's body, sergeant's brace, and inside's a couple of Mark One frag grenades. And you see something kind of clutching in her hand and, and prying it open. You find a uh, a holy symbol of Ioma Day. Mm. Uh, uh, mysticism, or is there anything special about it that would be worth looking deeper into, or is it just kind of a? Thing? No, it's it, it's it's like um, uh, a religious uh, totem. Um, it's okay. you know, she probably worshipped. You know, of a lot of soldiers who who uh, who practice worship yeah. of Ioma Day. I mean, Devasha would would grab it if anything else it might be important to return to her family uh back to side two trust uh so excited to get back to this place that uh definitely freaked you out as a child um the the entrance to the temple is a pair of convex kind of metallic doors um right behind the the giant mandibles um the the stone wall around the door you see carved into it uh, the Sheeran words for uh, diplomacy, friendship, peace, understanding, individuality. Uh, make me a culture or a, a mysticism check. Um, I will do that as I uh, as I uh, smash the symbol and as I push the the doors open. Uh, make me the roll first here. <laughs> yeah. 25 nice as I just like I just take my so sword you, you and can't I just open sort of smash them open yeah the, the doors they do not open oh, uh the, that's they, not how doors work I suppose yeah uh you recognize the words as some of the chief tenants of Hylax's loci of focus uh but as you move to the double doors uh th- there's there's no handle no knob um uh, you can kind of like get your sword maybe in between them, uh, but it definitely feels like they're weighted. Uh, perhaps, um, you know, like there's a great deal of resistance to them being shut. Uh, you can try and, you know, like pry them open if you want with a, a strength check. Well, I don't want to destroy my sword. Um, you can get some claws in there. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to strength check this thing open. Yeah, why not? I should say uh, if engineering's an option for you, you have access to that as well. Yeah, that's a good point. I'll just try to strength them open. Yeah. You are a strong boy, right? Um, 16 on the strength check. DC 15 strength. Oh, oh <laughs> I just uh, pry them open with my big muscles. It kind of feels like there's a great, I mean, uh, almost like an, an equal, like, person's resistance uh, holding each door, but you're just able to go, get out of my way. <laughs> and uh, you can tell that... Um, like once you step inside, they close behind you. They seem to be weighted to keep out the elements. Um, and that uh, makes sense. Like above, uh, as you step into the door, you see maybe some like ropes and pulleys above you, um, and they seem to be like linked to the the stone entryway. Um, but yeah, inside you see a, a site you have not seen for many years now. Uh, wooden rafters made of of local white timbers line these black stoned walls here um, in the the kind of um, the ceiling of the, the temple producing a, an illusion of, you know, you're standing like inside the skeleton of some giant beast. Um, the, the ceiling rises to a central pinnacle here set where the oval crystalline dome uh, above the temple is and it is pulling in light 
and um, like rays of green and purple kind of bathe this chamber around you. Um, there's some stone pedestals, some benches, and um, what looks like at the other end. One of these, if one of these is sort of a focus, I would uh, like take a knee and uh, um, offer a sort of a perfunctory prayer to uh, Hylax. Mm. So open up. You can hopefully see now that the the doors are open here yourself. Um, why don't you go ahead and give me a perception check? Oh, uh, 25. Uh, you're uh, ready to step over to one of these benches, perform these same religious motions, you know, these actions that you you did as, as a child that kind of drilled into you over multiple summers coming here. When you snap out of it, your soldier instincts take over and you notice some of the ornamental reliefs in the stone a few feet ahead of you in the ground um, are, are hiding these sharp metallic spikes kind of sticking out of the floor here. Uh, and you can see, taking a closer look at it, what seems to be a very hastily thrown together uh, trap. Uh, actually, a couple of them right next to each other. Uh, literally where you've place your model on the map like five feet in either direction um uh, dc 21 to notice these so you've you've seen them they are indeed uh two uh lining the main aisle here um about 10 feet from from the entryway and across this room uh you see a set of double doors leading to the the west um you can step aside from these traps and leave them or, or try to disable them whatever you'd like to do do you want to do you want to wait for the crew? Uh, I would not disable them by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I would uh, maybe step aside and then uh, radio out that there are uh, traps they should be aware of just inside. And I would approach the altar. Um, let's uh, leave you at least for like a few minutes here by yourself with the the Temple of Hylax, and once again that psychic kind of lilting voice is like ever present in your mind now uh even the the rest of you once you get closer to the the temple's entrance you can you can still hear sheering words um but not make out exactly what they're saying uh the rest of you do you want (laughs) to you come to these same doors are you going to try and and push them open or or do you want to uh see if you can figure out what is happening here with an engineering check Uh, i can engineer them well your dice will tell you if you can do that make me a roll can try to engineer them (laughs) Try your best. Oh my goodness. Uh, you guys 28. Are rolling rocks tonight on just about every single one of these. Uh, 28, yes. Um, it seems like uh, one of the words in the door frame um, can be depressed uh, to potentially open these up. The Sharon word for friendship. Uh, speak friend and enter here. Uh, and as it does, the, the, the doors kind of. Um, you can, you can hear what sounds like old-fashioned hempen ropes kind of snapping taut and metallic wheels creaking as they, they slide open, um, allowing about 10 feet of space. And uh, now that uh, Tress has pointed them out, you you do see exactly what he sees here, which is um, what they see. Potentially some some like bear trap-looking things kind of dug into the floor. Uh, what would you guys like to do? Uh, I, can, I can move my character over there, right? Yep. Can you guys see on the, the map? Sure can. You guys should you guys should step on the bear traps. I mean, we don't know if they're sci- bear. They don't, no, I don't know. Uh, just for science's sake. Uh, I think science can take a science. vacation. For science. 
Zinnia is not stepping on anything. She's flying five right. feet above everything. Uh, Devasho's too big. That. He has to step on it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Just jump over it. I mean, Patrick, what's the verdict on my um, size versus trying to get yeah, around this vis a hopping. Uh, no, you would... I, I, I think it's it's actually set up so you would not be able to to step over them. You can You can try and reflex save over them yeah so devasha is just gonna seeing that he has uh no chance well, of can, trying well, to avoid before this he's trying to reflex save can we not just attempt to disarm them for you i mean that'd be really nice but Once since we, nobody's offered well i mean well you're just kind of like well i'll just <laughs> i'll just take the damage i mean well you you all just stuff. walked right by it brah i'm just uh <laughs> well, we're not all we're not all big beefy boys we're we're that's true. That's true. I could have asked politely. And if I think Devasha would have probably asked politely. <laughs> if you're examining them, they don't look very um, technologically advanced. It looks like you can just kind of like press a couple of, of levers here and potentially disarm them without any uh, any danger. Um, so fairly easy engineering check if anybody wants to disable them. I'll disable Zenia one. can help. Uh, do you guys want to take one each? Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. To 14 from Zinnia. Oh, no. Oh, no, Rebecca. <laughs> Natural five. And a 20 from Echo 7. Dear goodness. I, I Maybe I, it, it was DC 16. Maybe I spoke too soon. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Uh, the These jagged metallic teeth kind of uh, close in on your hand as you're you're going to disable this vice-like grip around it. Uh, you are indeed taking some damage, and it looks like you're kind of like stuck to the floor, having to drag this um, stone plate and these teeth along with you. So ooh, let me roll some damage here. Oh my goodness, thirteen points of damage! Oh my gosh! Yeah, we're at level two, everyone. Welcome to the party. That's piercing damage, and you are entangled. But you know, after like a minute or so, you're able to. Peel this thing off of your your arm. Might I also say, everyone, welcome to Patrick. Uh, <laughs> hey, welcome to loves, the AP that I wrote. He loves uh, bear traps. <laughs> well, who doesn't love bear traps? Let's be uh, honest. I mean, to be fair, who I mean, doesn't? I mean, love bear traps? Rebecca, as of right now, right, right now, Rebecca doesn't love bear traps. But when she gets out of bear traps, she's gonna love bear traps. Yeah. So, um, well, they. Hey, Devasho, you have a way inside now. <laughs> yeah, I take it the trap doesn't seem like it's automatically reset, right? No, 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 no. It, it's a hey, you just have to step on no. Rebecca. It yeah, just, it's uh, attached to Zinnia's hand right now. So well, I, I thought think you you're got fine. out of it. Mean, he'd help you out of it because I mean, as soon as it Not like until as soon you as got it goes over it, off, climb over. No, I mean, as soon as it goes off, Devasho is going to freak out because he didn't want anybody to get hurt just because he couldn't get around a trap. So. I, I definitely I, think he would be right there trying to, like, you know, pry the teeth off of your arm. I, I imagine you can get it off fairly easily with a with a couple of strength checks here. Um, but I, from what I'm hearing is you guys probably want to take a, a rest here, maybe a 10-minute break of uh, some yeah. sort. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. For some of I you could that use some, some healing, time. actually. So. Um, we will do that. But first, hey, why don't you make me a perception check, everybody? Now that you're all inside and having fun. That's why I make these dumb rolls. Perception's always my worst. Oof, 25. Is, it, is this vision-based? Goodness, some some high rolls. Uh, it's vision. Um, so I, I don't know if, if you necessarily want to move around here, uh, Zinni, if you're, if you're going to be 
be resting. Uh, Sprouts, are you taking a look around? You got you're a natural 20. She's Louise. Yep. Uh, both of you. I see everything. Yeah, you, you see a, a good amount here as you're uh, maybe taking stock of the room. But Trest also, what did you roll, Jabert? 18 on the dice? A 25 altogether. So what you rolled on, is that what you rolled on trap too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm, I, I, I'm seeing everything the... as it is. Well, this is actually, you hear something. I'm hearing um, everything as it is. Boy, oh boy. Uh, you hear maybe um, a different whispering in, in Sheeran of, of Hylax. Um, uh, this time it's a little more focused. You can tell it's coming from a specific direction. You can almost make out words this time. Um, it seems to be in or behind, perhaps underneath, uh, one of the altars uh, by the small pedestal um, towards the edge of the room. And as you or Sprouts head on over there, you guys can find inside a small box. And in inside the box, what looks like a, a mystic stone plate with a, a carving of, of Hylax's symbol on it. Ah. Uh, Trust as you take it in your hand, uh, you can understand the words in Sheeran that are now being psychically spoken to you. It says, to be continued <laughs> next week on the podcast. Hey! Oh, no. Uh, no, but you guys are probably, when we figure out what exactly this thing is, probably be pretty stoked you didn't uh, flub this perception check. <laughs> Although, yeah, we're going to have to figure it out because you're not sure exactly what it can be. Uh, but that is going to do it. Uh, I figured it would take some time to get to the temple here. <laughs> but uh, you guys, for the most part, uh, you pretty right through. This This Vorfoma fight was a, I imagine a good deal easier than the last one. Yeah, that yeah. bear trap, on the other hand. <laughs> yeah. It's sure different. nice when you don't have to spend you know, uh, five rounds. All different kettle of fish. In, in, our, in Patrick's defense, all we needed to do was get a stick. A stick will just disarm a bear trap. You just poke the bear trap. I don't. Are, are the there stick. are there Starfinder rules for a stick and a Ooh, bear trap? See, I don't think there are sticks in Starfinder. Oh, mm. we should have thrown a Vorfoma body at it. Oh, there are those. <laughs> yeah. They disappear in the, into the air. Oh, 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 oh. Then and we, the trees are made of stone. Like then we throw one of the, the, one of the SDF corpses on top of the bear trap. Drew, how dare you? <laughs> Drew, don't you, don't you know when you loot everything off a body, the body disappears? <laughs> <laughs> it, it fades out. Hello, one, baby. The video game. Uh, we're we're going to pick back up here next week. Obviously, there's a lot more going on with the Temple of Hylax and the whole mm. uh, back section you haven't been in. Uh Guys, thank you for playing with me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Guys listening at home, thanks for listening. And everyone, have a great week. Good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20, and the backing of our Critamander fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.